Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. You can find more about Peaceful Ease and the Peaceful Ease podcast at peacefulease.com. That is the website. And you can email Elo with any questions, comments, ideas, anything that you would want to discuss regarding Peaceful Ease at podcast at peacefulease.com. That is the email address. Ela, it's so great to be back with you. And I'm super excited for this interview. We've had Nicole on the show in the past. And you have another great couple of interviews with her that I just can't wait to share with listeners. I know. I'm really happy to have Nicole back and also talk about forgiveness because it's a topic that is very, very deep. You know, most of the time we say that we have forgiven someone, but even the way we say can be a bit bitter. And it is really hard. It's really hard to forgive deeply, especially if what happened to you, what was done to you has caused a big trauma or has changed your life, maybe for worse, forever. So it's very easy to say, just forgive, let it go, just move on. But in my experience, it never worked that way. And Nicole is someone who's worked with hundreds, if not thousands of people, and some who have deep, deep traumas, and some were betrayed in really hard ways. And yet she assisted them to true forgiveness. So I look forward to hearing her take around forgiveness and learning how we can be free of forgiveness, not just by saying I've forgiven and that I'm free of anger or hatred, but by saying I have forgiven And I even have compassion for that person and for myself, because I think that level of forgiveness is really freeing. Two things I'll mention really quickly, and then we can play the interview is as I listened to the interview that you did with Nicole, one of the things that stood out to me is that distinction you made and that she made between an apology and forgiveness. That is really big to me when I heard that it really stood out because especially here in the West. A lot of people think if I say I'm sorry, I'm entitled to forgiveness. Or if I say I'm sorry and someone just passively says that's okay, that's forgiveness. But it really might not be. It might just be an exchange of words. So that distinction between an apology and what real forgiveness is was big for me. The other thing when it comes to forgiveness as a whole, as a topic, one of the things that really changed the way that I view, there's a podcast that we both like to listen to, Ela. You know which one I'm talking about. Wayne um, Dyer. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Wayne Dyer, right. And I was listening to his podcast and the topic was forgiveness. And it really, something he said really struck me. And there's a book of huge text. It's very thick. I have it. I haven't been able to get through it because it's very complex, but it's something that has a lot of wisdom in it. It's called A Course in Miracles. 
It's a big book and forgiveness is something that's touched on in there. But within the course of miracles, they talk about forgiveness and they say that, and this isn't a perfect world, of course. So don't, you know, if this is just what they say and in theory, it makes a lot of sense. They say that there should be no need for forgiveness because if there is forgiveness, that means there was judgment. And if you shed judgment, then there should be no need for forgiveness. But what that made me realize is not that you'll never, you know, we'll never judge it. That's not realistic. We're going to judge things where there's going to be times we needed to have forgiveness. We're human beings. That's, that's just part of it. But one thing that that brings up in me is the fact that within the forgiveness process, there has to be a place where you forgive yourself in order to be able to forgive the other person. You have to forgive yourself for having that judgment and really genuinely forgive yourself for the whole process, the interaction, whatever took place so that you can freely then forgive the other person and it to be real. So those are just a couple things that I wanted to touch on. I think the discussions around forgiveness can take several episodes. So why don't we just see what Nicole has to say around forgiveness and see how we can benefit from her experience and her take. So today we have Nicole Ehrenberg with us again after we aired the two sessions, two episodes together. We had a lot of questions and also I wanted to address more topics with Nicole and I wanted to address more kind of day-to-day -day topics that are important that can change our lives but also that are more accessible by everyone. So welcome back Nicole. Hello, <laughs> thanks for talking to me here. You're welcome, how are you today? How is Hamburg? Hamburg is a little bit rainy, cloudy, <laughs> it's not so comfortable in November as usual. <laughs> We fulfill the cliche at the moment. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I came to Mallorca thinking it will be better. And perhaps it's a little warmer here, but it's been like rainy and cold here too. So it's everywhere in Europe, I guess. Okay. So no escape from that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today, Nicole, I wanted to talk to you about, I have some questions around forgiveness, because it's something that we hear all the time. And it's one of the cliches, you know, just forgive, just drop it, let it go. And I hear so many people saying that just like that. But in my experience, it's in some ways a lot of work, or is it? So what is it exactly when we say just forgive? What do we mean? What is forgiveness in your mind? In the first place, there is very important to make a differentiation between apologizing and uh, taking an apology and forgiving. Because if somebody says sorry and you say it's okay, then you didn't forgive this person. It is just that you took the apology and you accepted that somebody said, okay, that was not okay, uh, what I said or did or whatever. It is much beyond that, put it that way. Yeah? It's beyond that. Because forgiveness is unique. Forgiveness means it is for the sake of the forgiver, never about the person you think you would forgive. That's not true. Can you expand on that? How does it kind of help the forgiver? If you are blaming someone for something or a situation or the world or the government or whoever or whatever, then you keep your energy with an incident, with an institution, with a person. You let your energy stick there and you are then detached to that and you are not free to move forward. So you are bound with your energy to something or somebody and through forgiveness you can take your energy back to yourself 
That's the process which is initiated by true forgiveness. It sounds like so forgiveness is like a path to move on, to move forward, like an allowance to give ourselves. Is that right? Yes. Because, you know, this so-claimed letting go in every corner, they're shouting, let go, let go. It's not possible, you know. If you didn't accept what is or was, and you don't take your part and your contribution seriously through yourself, you can't drop it, you can't let go. Yeah, That's an illusion. It is just this wishing of people to get rid of something. But beneath that, there is a resistance. And this resistance is so sticky, it stays with you your whole life if you don't go through a forgiveness process. And I want to dwell on uh, what you mean by acceptance, because it's not just, uh, okay, bad things has happened to me, or my parents were like this, or my partner did this to me, and I know it. This is not what you mean. I know that much. But what exactly do you mean? What's the depth you are referring to when you say acceptance? It is the deep understanding of that there was something happening that you said yes to. The acceptance that you are always included, that it is not only the other one doing something to you, but you ready to receive it. And this is not about guilt. And we have to really, really clearly differentiate between acceptance of my contribution to the situation and being guilty of. Guilt is a concept, yeah? And as long as we are caught in this guilt idea, uh, we blame ourselves or others and we can't move forward. We are not able to move a little bit in this sticky guilt context. So we have to understand what happened, really. Yeah? Somebody um, accused me for something. Yeah? So that is something that happened. And me being angry about it is something that happened. But I was the one triggering something in the other that he was accusing me, even if I didn't cause exactly what he was accusing me for. So we are involved in a story. And we are exchanging energy. So I have to accept that I'm involved, even if I didn't initiate it. So if, for example, if someone is in an abusive relationship, whether it's emotionally or physically, according to this approach, that person said yes to this at some point or at some level. Is that so? Yes. There is a willingness to experience this. And if somebody starts to understand that, for example, being abused is something that is a repetition of a childhood drama, and to get in touch with the acute emotion makes it possible to release it and to start a forgiveness process because sometimes we don't remember exactly what happened when we were little and then we can't go into that because there is no charge on it emotionally anymore yeah perhaps you know oh there must be something and for example emotional abuse through the mother just to give it a, a picture but you know you talk to her and, and you're fine with her nowadays you can have a coffee with her and there is no charge anymore and you say yeah i forgave her yeah but no you didn't you experience it again in your relationship so there is something unsolved and it is not about the mother it is about your experience and your energy that is still in your system and you didn't release it so forgiveness is the way to release that energy and to be free. It is never about the other person, nor your mother, nor the actual partner who is abusing you again. Because you decide 
experience this in order to move forward and to expand spiritually and emotionally. So a part of us know that there is this issue within or a blockage or something stuck or unprocessed and kind of we recreate these situations so that we can become aware of that deeper issue and process it and release it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And is there another way of accessing these deeper issues or just repetition is the most basic common way? <laughs> this is what happens anyway. And you repeat it until you are ready with this life and leaving again, you know. But <laughs> hey, wait a moment. I'm experiencing again and again something of that kind, for example, abusive relationships. Then you can start to ask yourself, is it really only happening to me because the world is so abusive? Or is there something in me that calls for this experience? And if you become aware of what is it that you call for, what is it that you want to experience, even if it is, of course, highly uncomfortable at least, <laughs> yeah, or really painful, Then you can ask yourself, what is in me that I create these circumstances for myself? And if you start to do so, you can, of course, overcome everything in life. But if you don't do so, if you don't go there, if you are not opening up for the pain you really experience, then you will never leave it. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm just a personal thing came up. Uh, I asked a similar question to myself but from a different angle when I was in Los Angeles I joined a group of artists and we met regularly and I didn't know for months that one of the members of this group was being kind of harassing the others by sms and telephone and I was in touch with every member including this person yet I never ever received any disturbing messages or this person was never disrespectful to me and when we got together a few months later and discussed and I didn't know what was happening and funnily enough no one told each other you know when these disturbing things happen you keep it to yourself because it makes you feel bad you feel like there's something wrong with me that or why is this happening to me or You know, you don't want to mention it to someone because it's embarrassing. So somehow when the news came out, everyone was like, oh, that happened to me too. And I received a similar message. Look at that. I have the proof. I have the evidence. And I felt like I was completely left out of the <laughs> abuse in a good way <laughs> because I never received any threats or disturbance from this person. And everybody asked me, so how come or what happened? How did you do that? And I didn't have an answer. But what you're describing now is the kind of giving me an answer from a different angle. Would you say so? Yes. For sure, because there was no resonance. And this person somehow felt intuitively or subconsciously that she or he could never cause a response from you, that it was making no sense to address something like that to you, to send this energy. There was nothing. Or perhaps she was, he, she, the person was afraid of you or whatever. I don't know. But it was clearly not the open field, there were no synapses or whatever is, is necessary on that level. Yeah, it's very interesting. So what's the next step once we realize that, okay, there is a problem here with this person in my life, whether it's in a professional setting or family setting, 
and that I'm creating this partially, I'm responsible for it, and that it's there to show me something. It's there to enable me to grow out of something. Once we realize this, what's the next step? There are two levels that we have to address here. The one thing is, if somebody is acting in a way that is not appropriate or disrespectful or so, it is, of course, necessary to address that. And in the interaction, to stop and to set orders and say, no, here are my boundaries, don't step over that. It doesn't mean to go into a forgiveness process or to understand one's own contribution in accepting what the other one is doing. Really clearly differentiate here again. Yeah? And we have to say to some people, no, stop it. Or I don't take that or whatever. That is one part of it. And the other part is on your own that you realize what was I inviting to? What is it that I need here? Why do I experience that? And then to allow yourself to really be angry about it and to really accuse internally, of course, of written form or so, not to the person, him or herself, that you really allow yourself all the anger and pain coming up and really acknowledging your emotions in that context, that you are somehow hurt or angry or even full of hatred or whatever, and that you accept all these strong emotions coming up. Because mostly they are suppressed because they are unwished, not allowed, not appropriate, whatever. And it is so immensely important to connect to that in order to release them. So it would be good to express it. For example, in a written form, just sit down and write 200 accusations to that person. Yeah? Even if you are in a repetition at some point, it doesn't matter, but write it down. Yeah, or take a cushion and uh, shout it uh, into the cushion in your sofa or so. You know, bring it out. That's really, really good. Step oneself in that cause strong emotions in me. And what would you say to our listeners if there is some people now listening to us and thinking, yes, but isn't it like bringing out all this negativity? It's like, isn't it making a big drama out of this? Or isn't it like dwelling in the negative issues? What would you say to those people? I would say it is one step, uh, at least three steps you take. So accept that you have to go through it in order to leave it. And as long as you have resistances against your own emotions, it will always be fake, whatever exercise you do. So it is important to really acknowledge the own emotions and to understand that they are not permanent. They are rushing through you. And making a drama out of it would mean you have to have an audience. If you, on your own, go through it, or you take a coach asking for support going through it, that he holds the space or she, for you, that's another story. That's fine. That's professional support that you can take, of course. But it is just one step. And, but it is a crucial step on the way to really release what you were holding in yourself against somebody or something. So it is not a drama story at, at that point. And what if some people are willing to do this work but are scared of the process, scared of the intensity of the emotions or scared of that they may never recover from those emotions? We just mentioned the first step on the way to forgiveness. So if somebody is really afraid of that, I can only recommend to get a professional coach and somebody who is supporting you through that process. Mm -hmm. Because then there is 
somebody who is able to get you out of it if you get lost in these negative emotions in a way. Normally, it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And with regards to setting up boundaries, I know a lot of people struggle with that. They feel like, well, it's happening to me, or perhaps I deserve it, or perhaps I made a mistake in this, like by investing in this relationship, or there could be so many reasons why people put up with being in a kind of intrusive relationship and they don't know where to start they don't know how to set up their boundaries saying i won't take this anymore mm -hmm. this is not okay what's your advice for those ones <laughs> we are leaving the topic of forgiveness because <laughs> <laughs> i just thought like it's it's a part of the process as you described it you know when we are talking Setting boundaries in terms of not accepting that somebody is intrusive to yourself. If you are not able to set these boundaries, get some help. Yeah? Ask somebody to um, show you, uh, because a relationship is a little bit more complex. We can address that in, in, a, in a specific uh, talk. We can have that uh, to look at these dynamics. But um, the forgiveness process is, for example, after a relationship or um, in, in terms of um, solving issues internally, of course, but that's um, yeah, a close topic somehow, you know. <laughs> Excuse me, not mm -hmm. go deeper into that question now. <laughs> It leads us, yeah, we only have 20 minutes and uh, we are almost towards the end of the episode. We just said the first step of forgiveness. Uh, I want perhaps to say what else is necessary because just mm -hmm. these emotions to express them is just one step. The next step is to understand why the other person was behaving in that manner, to understand the background and the motives behind that. And we become clear of that if we release our strong emotions, which are only pushing the other one away, and don't allow us to develop some compassion for the other one in that same story. So we need this step into compassion after the accusation yeah? and to see and understand what this other person's motives were and why they at that moment were not able to behave better or more suiting our needs. And then the step is really to go into this I'm wishing you well. I wish you happiness and well-being. This is a crucial part of the whole forgiveness that we can say deeply from our heart, I wish you happiness and well-being because I see you were sorry. So and when, if you have been through that process, you are able to set boundaries because then you understand what was going on and you can address that and say, the next time you meet that person, I see what's going on there, but please have a look, it's not me. It's about you and your issue here. And please don't project that on me. So that's a different approach. And perhaps a lot of people might have more courage to say something like that if they have a, gained a deeper understanding of the dynamic in that situation. So you're saying as we understand our part of the problem that we recreate this to grow out of some deeper issue, we get to understand the other person's part too. Yes. Perhaps we don't know exactly where the root core of this is, but we gain an understanding of that it is a kind of dynamic, that we are playing a role in the drama for the other person. 
and that it is not about us, but about the other one who is involving us in their drama. And then we can step out of it. Yeah, and I guess such understanding of the issue from our part and the other person's part will bring compassion automatically to both parts. Yes, mostly uh, as that the other person is willing to look at it. And if they are so strongly caught up in their story, they will seek for another victim, you know, because then it doesn't fulfill their need anymore if you don't respond to the drama anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a great example of this. You know, Louise Hay, the founder of Hay Publishing, and she's written one of the best books on the spiritual healing. It's called Heal Your Life. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of it, she has a mini autobiography. And she was, if I remember it right, I read it many years ago. I think she was abused by her grandfather. And as an adult, she struggled with her relationships. And she attracted abusive men one after another until she solved these issues within the deeper, deeper issues. And she said something like, after that day, no abusive man on this planet would know that I exist. Like we were in different frequencies. And that really touched me. And it's describing exactly what you are saying here, that once the issue is resolved, these relationship problems, uh, repeating issues in, your, in our lives will not happen to us anymore. And these people, the ones who haven't resolved yet, I don't want to say cannot resolve, but haven't done the work yet, will attract similar patterns. But if you resolve, you are free. And so is forgiveness. So forgiveness is basically a path to self-freedom from my understanding. Is that so? Yes, for sure. All these issues, it doesn't matter what headline you have. If you solve issues through one way or the other, it is always the path into freedom. That's wonderful, Nicole. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and showing us a path. Forgiveness is a deep, deep topic. And I'm so glad we covered these individual steps. And I will add it to the episode notes very basically just to remind everyone, because it's not just simply letting go, forgive. It's easy. It's a lot of work. And I'm glad we have a path now. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for sharing this. Ela, that was another fantastic interview. And just to kind of close things up, I want to mention one thing really quickly. I want to say that I remember at the very beginning of the podcast process when you and I started this, and even before any of the episodes of the Peacefully's podcast aired, I listened in on some interviews that you did, and you did a good job. But I have to say that through this process, you are a phenomenal interviewer now. That was a fantastic <laughs> discussion. I learned a ton about forgiveness, and the guests that you bring on are amazing. I mean, Nicole is, she's been on before, she's on again, she's got so much wisdom to impart, as you could tell, and so much experience that she brings. And I can't wait for the next episode where you have part two of the conversation with her. Thank you, Mario. And I have some good news because Nicole is coming back next week. So we will discuss a completely different topic next week, but I will leave that as a surprise. So if you enjoyed this interview, please tune in next week again, and we will be with Nicole Ehrenberg. And don't forget to check out her website on youchangeug.com. And so just to close things up, I want to say for Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nicole Ehrenberg for being on the program. Again, I cannot wait to hear more from her with Ela. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you real soon on the very next episode of The Peaceful Ease. 
podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.